Thanks for tuning in to Season 2 of Manifesting Mari, a podcast where we unravel what manifestation is and you can tap into your infinite powers to create the life that you've always wanted. Hello! It's it's this again. Ha! <laughs> Hi! Um, welcome to another episode of Manifesting Mari. I'm Mari, and I'm manifesting. Hey, what up? So, I'm, like, about to go to sleep. And, like, I have a billion thoughts running through my mind. And I don't, I just feel like putting it out here. So, um... I've been having a hard time. And I think it's okay. I think it's part of it. I think I I welcome it. Um, And I know what I'm going through is because I'm realizing more and I'm opening up more, especially on an emotional level. Um, Here's the thing. I started my healing journey for myself. And in that healing journey, I also knew I wanted to help other people through their healing journeys as well. Um, As I moved through my journey, one of the biggest things I started to understand was that I couldn't force other people to heal and change. Um, uh, All I could do was invite them to do so. Um, Because there were so many times in my life where I've done that to people around me. Where I would tell them, well, just, you need to do this. You need to do that. Just do this, do that. In the terms that I thought was best for them and their healing. But that's, that's not how. That's, that only, you know, everybody's healing journey is different. Everybody's soul is different. What works for me isn't going to work, may or may not. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to say isn't. May or may not work for somebody else so who am I to assume that just because it worked for me it's definitely going to work for someone else I I don't mm. you see and that's that's a big thing that I, I I have trouble with when it comes to these um You know, as as I'm here branding myself, as I'm here creating programs to to help other people, my my biggest goal with these programs are to make it so they can be tweaked and changed to help the individual and meet them where they are as a human being. As opposed to, I feel like there's so many programs out there where are like, well, you need to be this way in order to be successful. You need to do these things this way in order to be successful. And I think that there are general things that that do help in terms of anxiety, in terms of motivation, in terms for 
um, manifestation and, and reaching success and reaching goals. I think there are common things that generally work for everyone, right? But I think the way you go about them is different for every individual, right? Like when I, like I think stretching in the morning, getting into your body, finding a way to do it is helpful. For some people, going into a yoga mat, creating a sacred space in a studio or whatever the fuck it is, you know, having a place on in their home where they could get up and move that's important for them. For some people, it could be just stretching in your bed, right? That might be the most comfortable way to do it. Or even some days could be just stretching in your bed. The, the goal is to stretch and move and, and become part of your body again and become aware of your body and allow your body to move and allow your muscles to move, right? And I don't think that, like, you have to do it on a yoga mat facing east before having your first drink of water. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at your phone. Like, oh, that's the biggest thing. It's like, don't look at your screen the moment where you wake up. And it's like, I get it. Because there's so many other influences, there's so many energies that you're getting when you're looking at your screen, not only just the energy of the phone itself, but the messages that you're getting. I get it. And then, like, when you wake up, you want to be, like, you know, I, I I personally like to, like, ease my way back into reality <laughs> rather than getting pushed into it. But there are some people who their success rides on, I wake up and the first thing I do is look at my phone. And, you know, I think it all depends on what you're doing with your phone, right? The first thing I do is look at my phone because I have to turn off my alarm, right? And then I set music because I like to wake up to music sometimes. And there are some people where it's like I like to wake up and then I check my emails because I work with international clients and they could be messaging me while I'm here, you know, like, I, I think success works differently for each individual and for you to find what's successful for you is a journey within itself. So now in terms of healing, right, going back, um, I, I created this Shine and Thrive program and I originally, my intention with that was to help people manifest things that they wanted to their lives. And I'm thinking that's like, I don't want to say too advanced, but I think it's like, okay, we're manifesting this thing, but like, there's still all this other bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I just found it with myself. Like, here I am following like my own program and like, reaching a level of success that I always dreamed of. And I'm, it's not that I'm unhappy. It's that now because I'm at a higher level of openness to the world, not only do good things come, but also as I open myself up, open my heart up and open my emotions up, to experience this level of joy I c did not even imagine. There are levels of pain, there are levels of sadness, and other emotions 
that have been that I have been locked f- away from because I haven't been feeling my emotions because I've been subconsciously either running away or or burying them down right so now um especially after these past few months I've really gone through this like I hate I don't know if I could describe it like this um but the the closest thing to describe it as that um you know is a familiar term in the in the spiritual world is the dark night of the soul where you just kind of like you know face these dark parts and I I, I, I I don't enjoy the fact that a lot of things that I read about Dark Knight or the Soul where it's like, it's just a thing you go through and then you're happy again. And then you go through a Dark Knight and then you're happy again. Which we do go in cycles, which is fine. But like, I've... This is going to sound so fucking wild. I forgot how much I love the, the darkness. And I forgot... I I also forgot how much I was afraid of it. Um I that was a big thing for me. Like I was always the kind of person who it's like turn on the light with like every room I go into at nighttime and make sure there's always a night light and kind of thing. And um the past year I've really gotten used to the loneliness, the, I don't want to say, oh yeah, the feeling of loneliness, that's really what it is, it's aloneness, but the feeling is loneliness, I've gotten used to the loneliness, I've gotten used to the quiet, and I've gotten used to the darkness, and I think because I started getting used to those things, and I'm opening myself up more. These heavier feelings are coming up. These these feelings that have been hiding in the dark. The the more that I could see in the dark, the more the more I can see, right? And um there are these dark parts within me that have been hiding these emotions, these memories, these feelings and you know, as they're coming up, I'm beginning to realize the ways they are manifesting themselves. And a big thing that I realized that has been within me is a level of insecurity, which like, if you know me as a person, and you've known me for the past, like, at least 10 years, like, I I I don't think insecure would be a way to describe me, right? Like I don't think so. I think I'm a very confident person. I think that I I yeah, I celebrate my uniqueness in a lot of ways, but I just never realized how insecure I was. And 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 this feeling of insecurity, like a lot of my confidence is is not really um it, it it comes from a level of fake it till you make it. Um, but it's also a um, a choice. I, I am choosing to be confident in spite 
of these this feeling of insecurity but rather than me truly acknowledging the insecurity I have I ignored it and saying no I'm not going to be insecure I'm just going to be confident and do things that confident people do and I really I hey I think I did pretty well the past few years um (laughs) and I think I still do well I think I still think I am a confident person um but I think this this insecure part of me she got tossed aside and she's still insecure And and you know what? I think now is her time to to be recognized. To be like I was I never had a safe space to be insecure. It was always like no, don't be insecure. Like that's uh, I'm starting to not like this and the parts of myself that I also preached this in the past where it's like Okay, you're feeling a thing, then change it. Change yourself, change the feeling, change your change your environment, change it. Don't stay in it long, right? But but then you're just pushing that feeling away and not really just just feeling it. Just being a human and having human emotions. You know? Like you see all these motivational things where it's like, honey, you don't gotta be insecure, you're a bad bitch, and da 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 which yes, these things are true. But also like, hey, if you're feeling insecure, that's okay. You're there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not fucked up. You're feeling insecure because insecurity is a human feeling. And that's okay. And then once you recognize this feeling of insecurity, then you could start pointing at the things that make you feel insecure. You know, I'm still very insecure with my body. As much as I've trained myself to love myself, I realize that I I love myself when I'm good, right? Like, I gained, I think, like, maybe a good 20 pounds, in the last year and now I'm at a point where I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm not looking at my body the same way I used to I'm not appreciating my body the same way I used to simply because I gained more weight and I'm insecure about that weight I'm insecure about the way my body looks And, you know, it's a vicious cycle where if I'm not happy with my own body, of course I'm insecure and I think other people are are judging me the way I'm judging myself. But, you know, and RuPaul, I just watched a master class by RuPaul and, like, she says, like, the calls are coming from inside the house. Like, nobody's out here telling me I'm fat. And if they are, I really don't give a fuck about them. Right? Of course it hurts in a way, but what they're doing, they're triggering me this, this, this inner child, this younger part of me that felt like I needed to be a certain way, look a certain way in order to gain validation from 
my family and the people in my community. And isn't that sad? Like, that's so sad. That this level of insecurity of my body started when I was in in the 8th grade? How old was I? No. No, before that. I was 8 years old. I was in the 3rd grade. When I started becoming acutely aware of of my body and gaining weight and 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 older people adults were pointing it out disgusting what do you have to comment on my body for right and that level of insecurity has just always stayed with me in some way shape or form um you know and through pole dancing i was able to um shed a lot of that insecurity um in many ways because um the pole dancing community creates such a safe space where you see people of all different shapes sizes strengths you know colors genders whatever uh, find joy in this art form and You, you begin not caring about what your body looks and more about what it can do. Um, and I think that the grief that I've been experiencing through this year has really, you know, um, brought up a lot of this deep-rooted insecurity and it's kind of kept me stuck. And I don't want to say stuck. I think this, this, this insecurity has come up and now I've kind of been obsessed with it because it's this level of darkness that I'm just, I'm so obsessed with. Like, I'm like, why am I insecure? This, that. And, you know, I think a lot of the, the energy blocks that we have when we are like, well, why am I not doing that? This, it's. A lot of it has to do with what we're telling ourselves, I think. Um, at least that's what I find with me. But another thing is like, um, I, I, I found this within myself, is that I, I'm so used to identifying with a community. I'm so used to creating my identity and doing whatever I'm doing based upon a community and other people and what I feel like they want me to do. That now that I am like by myself, um, I, I, I've gotten lost because I really didn't know who I was. And this past year has been a lot of me building and discovering who I am, what I identify with, who I think I am, right? a lot of it right like who do I think I am and um you know in that journey this this insecurity has come up and um you know a lot of it also has to do with um 
<sighs> imposter syndrome, right? <laughs> like, and I, I wanna, I wanna talk about imposter syndrome because it's like if if we are manifestors and we are just manifesting our own lives, and I think we manifest day to day, right? And on this day, we choose, I am going to be this. What are you impostering? Like, who are you impostering? You are you. You are yourself. You are whatever you choose to be every single day, right? And a lot of it is about setting an intention. I think a lot of times you move through our lives without intention, And that's been, like, a really big block for me. Like, it's been really hard for me to, like, find intention. Mostly because I've just been just contemplating existence within itself. Um, (laughs) Which I guess that is my, that was my intention these past few weeks. Was just to contemplate existence. Um, What was I even fucking saying? A lot of it is intention... Um, I can't even fucking remember, guys. Whatever. I'm sure I said something smart. (laughs) I'm sure it will resonate with someone and someone will be like, hey, I would listen to your recent podcast and I love when you said that. I was like, great. I'm so happy you paid attention. (laughs) I'm obviously I'm just in my bed spouting shit that's coming to my head um but yeah oh imposter syndrome yeah it's like mm, who are you impostering right and if you feel like you are an imposter it's like you know they say fake it till you make it and I think that works a lot of the times um but sometimes it doesn't because sometimes you really do feel fake and it's like really looking at what feels inauthentic about this right? What feels untrue? What doesn't feel right? And exploring that, right? Like, honestly, with my program, I I believe so much in it, but there was a part that felt so inauthentic. And now that I'm feeling through it, it's like the part that feels inauthentic is the part that kind of, I, I, it's not that I say it, But it's like, it seems as if the intention of that program is that you will be happy once you get the physical thing that the program will bring to you. And I don't, that that is inauthentic to me. And I really had to look at this program again and think about What's my true intention with this program? My true intention of this program is to give people the space and the ability to realize that their greatest strengths also come from the things that make them feel icky that make them feel dirty, that make them feel gross, that make them feel heavy, that make them feel like they're in the dirt, they're in the dark, 
right? That's why the, 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 the symbol of the diamond is really so important to me. Because it starts in the ground, in the dirt, with like a fuck ton of pressure. I looked it up once and I couldn't even register it in my brain because science just doesn't register in my brain like that. But it's like diamonds are made... in a deep level of the Earth's crust where there's so much pressure put onto basically coal. It's carbon, right? And it it turns into this 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 gem. It turns into this this literal powerful substance. And then people harvest it out of the ground. And have you ever seen a raw diamond? It's wild looking. Like when you think of a diamond, like a lot of people think of like a cut diamond, like on a ring. But like that's not how they look like when they come out of like look that shit up. It's wild. It's beautiful. And it's ugly. Right? It's not perfect. And I think that's just the wonderful part about that. After so much pressure has been put on you and you're dug out of the dirt, honey, you're gonna be ugly. It's not pretty. It's not. And I think that's another thing that's felt so inauthentic about me trying to promote this program. It's if it's glamorous. Honey, there's nothing glamorous about facing your trauma in order for you to become a whole person. There's nothing pretty about this. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, how these other people put finesse on it, but it's ugly. And that's part of it. The ugliness is part of it. The hurt, the pain, the, the 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 heavy shit. Because no matter what level of success you're at, there's a level of trauma that's always going to come up. And it isn't about knowing how to manifest. Guys, we are manifesting every single fucking day of our lives. The manifestation isn't the part that we need to practice. The awareness of where we're manifesting from is what needs to be practiced. It's hard shit. It's wild. It's ugh. It's guys. I don't listen. I don't know what this is. I just this I have this calling to do this healing and I just keep doing it and it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and the more I do it, honestly, the better my life gets. And I just ugh, ugh, it's just it's hard and honestly, I love it. I love it. I love it. <sighs> But I, I, I want 
you know, I, 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 I love being able to see other people on, on, on a journey parallel to mine, similar to mine. I love when people ask me questions. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I'm so blessed that, that through, through creating this program, creating this business, I have people who ask me wonderful questions about what, about their spiritual, about their spirituality, about their healing, about what they should believe, what they shouldn't believe, what they should think, what they shouldn't think. And I just go, well, what do you think you should think? And honestly, sometimes I feel bad because I feel like these people might be, might think it's a cop out. Like someone recently asked me, um, about dreams and they told me that they were having, um, kind of these heavier dreams and they've been kind of wild like they've been kind of like they've been waking up feeling like un like what the fuck that's basically what they said and then they had they got a dream catcher or someone gifted them a dream catcher and they said um that it helped it improved like the dreams weren't as heavy it wasn't as what the fuck like they woke up with more clarity or you know, and that the person asked me, they're like, well, what is that filtering out? And I asked that person, well, what do you think it's being filtered out? Because, like, I don't want to tell, like, I'm not, I'm not a guru. I am not a guru. I'm not here to, to, to tell you this is what it is, right? Like, I'm, I am just, I'm going on a very, I'm, I'm on the same journey you're on. Maybe at a different path, on my own path, right? There's things that other people have learned. Like, there are people who I'm meeting who are, like, 25 years old with children. And it's like, wow, how amazing that you got to experience that journey at this age. Like, you have this knowledge that I'll never understand. And being a mother, being a father, being a parent is just a, 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 another level of spiritual practice that... I'm I'm not at yet as much as I can empathize, right? I'm not there. But I I I you know, I also recognize that like I'm at a different place and I've had different experiences than other people, but that doesn't mean that I know more. That doesn't mean that the knowledge that I've garnered is is a fact. Especially when it comes to spiritual practice. You know, when people talk about the truth in religion, the truth is very individual. What's true for one person is not true for another. That all comes down to experience. That all comes down to your soul and your soul's journey. So yeah, so I've just been really thinking about you know, I I my healing journey has I I'm so called to help other people. And I want to, and I think that's why I was called to be a teacher, you know, uh, to study teaching in in school. Like there's part of me that wants to be a teacher. Right? That wants to help guide people in some way, shape, or form. Um, 
And when I created my program, I was like, great, I got this. I'm all good. I, you know, I deal with sad things. I cry. I I let emotions come up <laughs> as an adult. And then I, 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 you know, I opened my heart up and I made myself available to, to help other people in their healing. And, and here comes along me my inner child and my own healing that I need to recognize. And now I just felt, I honestly just felt so overwhelmed. Um, you know, and through it all, I kind of lost my strength. And I I don't want to say I lost my strength. I think the way I found my strength in my past is just no longer working now. Because I've been through a lot. You know, when you experience loss, when you experience trauma, you're changed. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, I have a feeling like people are, are freaking out about Omicron because we all went through a trauma of, of COVID in general and we want, so many people want to go back to normal when that's not the case. There is no going back to normal. There is a new normal. There is learning. There is understanding where we are now. There is understanding what happened, where we come from, and recognizing the fear. Recognizing the the truth that happened, the things that came up, and recognizing that, that you, you know, you're, we're different now. And we need to approach our world differently. And, you know, as an individual... You know, I'm I'm different now. I can't, you know, a lot of times I hear these old sayings come out of my mouth and it's just like, it's funny, people call me out on it. They're like, you ain't that, you ain't about that life anymore. I'm like, yeah, you're right, I ain't. Like, I really am not and I can't be, right? <sighs> you know. So what is this all about? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think I really just have to um, in terms of imposter syndrome, I, I think it's more of what truly feels authentic and I, I, I love helping people. But, um, you know, I need to, I need to put my mask on first. I think there's a lot of things that I'm working through and, um, I, I really invite people who are interested in this path and this kind of healing to, um, 
I love when people ask me questions because there are things that I just feel and know are true in my heart. And when people ask me questions about it, it, it enables me to articulate it and and really find ways to to articulate my truth and see how ridiculous it really does sound. Um, you know, because I feel like, you know, there's a certain level of scrutiny that I hold for myself. And I, I and, and it all comes down to the question of, is, is this, is this truly authentic for me? Because like I said, I have a problem where I do, I do things based upon what I think is, is right, quote unquote, or what I should do or what I think other people want for me. So, um, yeah, I really invite other people on this journey and, um, you know, I, as I work on approaching my healing and teaching in a different way, um, and in a way that I, I feel I can truly help other people. I don't want to just give other people what what they think they want. No, not what they think they want. I don't want to put it that way. I don't want to give people these, this material thing and make them think that this is what's going to make you happy. You know, I, I would much rather tell them, hey, um, let's let's talk about what happiness even means to you. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Like, okay, like. Like, a, a new job will give you a, a, a different sense of freedom, but it's not going to free you from other things that don't make you feel free. You know? So it's finding that inner peace, inner freedom. And it's a journey. It's it's hard. It's honestly, it's hard for me. And, um, but it's... I just honestly so obsessed. I fucking love it. This healing shit, it's wild. I love every minute of it. And every day that passes, it's just like, I just keep feeling this pull and hearing this. Just fucking do it. It's like, okay, I'll just do it. That's fine. Okay, I get it. <laughs> get it. Get out of your own way, you know? Okay, I've been talking for how long now? Great. Um, thanks for listening. Um... If you're listening to this in real time, when it releases January 1st, 2022 at 8 p.m., I will be having a virtual share circle. Um, If you're interested in that, message me and I will send you the link. And um, the theme is going to be fear and hope. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, Other than that, thank you for listening. I really, I really appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to sleep now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Manifesting Mari. For more tips and tricks on manifestation, give me a follow on IG at Manifesting Mari. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about manifesting, shoot me a DM or email me at manifestingmari at gmail.com. See you next time.